Production made possible in part by MedPlus Advantage. You're listening to Radio Rounds, where we bring you today's stories from tomorrow's doctors. Today, we'll be speaking with Junzi Shi, a second-year medical student from the University of Cincinnati, who is anxiously awaiting the start of her unique global health mission to Ecuador. I'm really excited about meeting new people, about experiencing the culture, and taking a look at medicine as it's applied in the real world. And in this case, it's actually a different world than the community clinics that I've worked in in the U.S. It's actually a very rural clinic where I will be seeing a whole different patient population, and I'm very excited about that. More from our conversation with medical student Junzi Shi today on Radio Rounds. Welcome to Radio Rounds, everybody. I'm your host, Avash Kalra. This is the finale of our three-part series exploring the Take a Trip with Timmy contest, an exciting global health opportunity for medical students and young medical providers. Now, previously, we've spoken with Timmy Global Health Executive Director Matt McGregor about the Timmy organization and this contest, as well as first-year medical student Drew White, a winner of the previous contest who recently returned from his trip with Timmy to Ecuador. We've certainly enjoyed speaking with these individuals about their really unbridled enthusiasm for global health. And in this episode, our series finale, Radio Round's host and director John Corker sat down with Junzi Shi, again, a second-year medical student at the University of Cincinnati, where she's a geriatric medicine scholar and American Medical Association co-president. She's preparing to embark on her own trip with Timmy. Junzi is also a 2011 graduate of Northwestern University, where she studied biological anthropology and chemistry. In her free time, she enjoys tutoring and learning electric violin. And don't we all, really? Corker began the conversation by asking she what she expects to be doing during her upcoming trip to Ecuador. Junzi, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be doing when you travel to Ecuador uh, later this year in December. I was really excited to hear that I would be going to Ecuador. I will be working in a small town at the local hospital that is located in the Amazonian basin in Ecuador. So that in itself, going in December, is very exciting to me to be in the different environment. So I will be shadowing the regular staff at the hospital but I would also be going around the community and looking at different projects that Timmy has going on or potentially will start in the community. One thing that Timmy asked me to do was, because of my previous experiences with water projects, to help maybe advise them to start a new project or maybe survey the land and see how they can implement a water project there. Are you going into an area where there's a lack of water, a lack of ability to transport the water from its source to uh, kind of the end users of the resource? Is there a lack of potable water? What's the biggest problem there that you'll be looking to fix? Those are great questions, and those are questions that I am going to be seeking to answer as well. I'm not sure exactly what to expect, but generally in Latin America, in previous countries that I've worked in, there is a dire lack of water And where there's not, sometimes there's also problems with the quality of water. So we will 
be looking at all those factors and to see if we can provide some way of providing water, transporting water, or purifying it. And with the understanding that you really don't know what to expect at this point, what are you most looking forward to about simply going on the trip? I'm really excited about meeting new people, about experiencing the culture, and taking a look at medicine as it's applied in the real world. And in this case, it's actually a different world than the community clinics that I've worked in in the U.S. It's actually a very rural clinic where I will be seeing a whole different patient population, and I'm very excited about that. And immersing yourself in different cultures, underdeveloped countries, is nothing new to you. Reading through your CV, you've had experiences in the Philippines, Nicaragua, Peru. When did you develop this passion that you have for global health and international development? I think my passion for global health work has really developed from my background being an international citizen, almost. I came to America when I was four, and I was born in China, I remember my parents working very hard to get us here and to get us out of the ghetto area that we first lived in when we came over. When I returned to visit China when I was 16, I could truly appreciate how lucky we were to be in the United States. And because of that feeling of being so lucky to have all the resources that we do here, I wanted to do something for those who were more needy in other areas of the world. And also, I wanted to really understand other cultures. And then, by understanding them, figure out a way to also help them. And in your Timmy Contest essay, you wrote, quote, I would like to establish a model for long-term quality health delivery that involves engineering solutions to basic needs such as water, providing permanent medical attention, and microfinancing to engage the community's labor force and economy. Now, I'm not sure if you've listened to it, but for, for our regular listeners out there, they may remember episode 701 of Radio Rounds, where we featured Dr. Ed O'Neill and his story about his organization Omnimed and their innovative kind of model called the Village Health Team, where they take volunteers, American healthcare volunteers, that, that travel into underdeveloped countries around the world, specifically in Uganda, and train locals to provide healthcare and build infrastructure to be able to deliver that healthcare in the most efficient manner. So I would encourage you, if you get a chance, to check out that episode. But how did you first come to espouse this sort of community-wide biopsychosocial model for improving public health? My past experiences have really built up to the point where I have realized that a horizontal approach is one of the most effective in global health. I first began to get involved in philanthropy work by joining Green Empowerment, uh, an NGO, and also Engineers for a Sustainable World at Northwestern University, where I was an undergrad. We did a project with biogas digesters in Nicaragua. And that initial project, when I was still a sophomore in college, opened my eyes to the various needs of a community. When we traveled to um, Puerto Rico's and Bramadero in Nicaragua, we realized that the families did not just need what we could provide them with the biogas digesters, which was fuel for cooking, but they also needed water. Families only had about two to three gallons of water per day, and 
there was also a lack of fresh vegetables and fruits. And so because of this, we recognized that we could not help this community to be healthier and to thrive by just focusing on one area. My next project also served to reinforce this point. When I worked in the Philippines on the ramp pump project, I saw that we were providing the community with water for the first time in their lives. They had water coming to the village and they could utilize their time better. They could have a better quality and source of water. But I also saw that there was a dire lack of medical care. People had to travel a very, very long way via foot or via water buffalo, however they could get there, to go to a very provincial clinic that didn't even necessarily have all the amenities that they needed for their illness. And so I've come to espouse a kind of horizontal approach where we can engage a community's labor force and also their resources. What exactly is a biogas digester? And more importantly, where can I get one? A biogas digester takes animal waste and turns it into a useful fuel. So we call the fuel that is generated biogas. Biogas is 70% methane. The other usable fuel that is generated by a biogas digester is the liquid fertilizer that comes out. And that fertilizer is the processed form of the fresh manure that you had originally put into the system. And also by producing the methane gas, we can channel that into a reservoir, and that reservoir can be led to a stove in in the kitchen, so then the methane can be used as a cooking gas, and then that gas is burned into carbon dioxide. So methane is actually 21 times more potent as as a gas that traps um, heat in the atmosphere. So by burning it off as carbon dioxide, it's better for the environment as well. And your second question, where can you get a biogas digester? Well, you can actually just go to the hardware store and get your own supplies. And that's how I first built my first prototype. As we close the interview today, what advice can you offer to those who aspire to follow in your footsteps through medical school, international development, biogas digesting, and taking trips with Timmy? I would say that just go out there, expand beyond your microcosm of your small world, and test yourself. First do everything that everyone else is doing, and then do something that no one else has done. In addition, I would say that try to always know why you are doing something. What you put on your CV is the what and the how, but in order to truly inspire and motivate other people, you need to know why. And then lastly, my advice is that if you decide to go into philanthropy work, always keep this in mind that the goal of NGOs should always be to make NGOs unnecessary in the future because we want to make sure that communities become self-sufficient and not NGO-dependent. Junzi, thanks so much for joining us on Radio Rounds today. Good luck on your trip to Ecuador. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure being here. You're listening to Radio Rounds, and thanks again to our guest, second-year medical student, Junzi Shi. It's really wonderful to hear these perspectives that we've heard over the course of this three-episode series on global health. 
these perspectives from first Matt McGregor, then Drew White, and, and now Junzi Shi about their enthusiasm for global health, their inspiration, and, and the great work that they do abroad. We talk a lot about the practice of medicine and medical care, the delivery of health care here in the U.S., but medicine is a, a global profession, as is taking care of others, and these individuals really have shown great dedication to that work. So so certainly we appreciate them appearing on Radio Rounds uh, during this three-episode series and, and look forward to speaking with them again in the future as they continue to explore these global health pursuits. For more information about the Take a Trip with Timmy contest, please visit their website at www.takeatripwithtimmy.com. The deadline for the current contest is at midnight on December 10, 2012. Ten finalists will be chosen in late December and asked to submit videos of their personal stories. Finalists will then be chosen in late January 2013. In the meantime, if you haven't already, visit our website to listen to the first two parts of this series, featuring, again, Timmy Global Health Executive Director Matt McGregor and first-year medical student Drew White. This episode may be reaching you well after January 2013 via our podcast or, or via our iTunes page. And in that case, even if this contest is over, there very well may be a new contest promoted by Timmy Global Health. Again, you can check out their website, takeatripwithtimmy.com, to find out the most up-to-date ways to be involved with that organization. Now, as we look ahead to our season finale next week, as we're actually nearing the end of 2012, we're also coming up on a landmark episode for Radio Rounds. Uh, next week will actually be our 100th episode, which is quite exciting, also quite humbling. It's been a wild ride these past three and a half years, and thank you all for joining us on this journey as we produce this show every week for you. So tune in next week for our exciting 100th episode. It's going to be a, a fun time. In addition, you can also find a complete listing of all of our past episodes for download and much more. That, of course, is all on RadioRounds.org. And on our website, you can also find out how to contact our team at Radio Rounds via email, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. And again, all of our podcasts are available as free downloads on iTunes. Just search the iTunes store for Radio Rounds. Thanks as well to our entire Radio Rounds team, and of course, our partners as well. Production made possible in part by MedPlus Advantage. Sponsored by the American Medical Association. Providing group disability and life insurance to students and residents through participating educational institutions. Visit us at medplusadvantage.com. In addition, Radio Rounds is proudly partnered with the Student Doctor Network online at studentdoctor.net. Is an application to medical school in your future? Learn tips for admission success in the new second edition of the Student Doctor Network Medical School Admission Guide, available now in paperback and electronic formats through the SDN bookstore at studentdoctor.net. Again, join us next week for our 100th episode on Radio Rounds. Thanks for listening to this three-part series uh, on global health and specifically on the Timmy Global Health Organization. Again, radiorounds.org is our website. We hope that you visit us and contact us anytime. For Radio Rounds, until next time, I'm Avash Kara, bringing you today's stories from tomorrow's doctors.